most entrepreneurs have this notion that their business is going to fund their retirement. And the statistics say that that's just not the case, unfortunately. Um, and I don't care how successful your business is, all businesses have life cycles. And chances are the business that you're doing today is not going to be successful 10 years from now, just statistically. Um, so, so you need to be planning for your retirement as you're working on your business. Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up, reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by Matt Franklin. He's a marketing professional, a video producer, and a serial entrepreneur. Producing corporate sales, training, and marketing videos is his bread and butter, and he's been fortunate enough to work all over the world with smart people and great companies. Something I thought was really interesting is that he's invented and co-invented multiple products, including Posture Now, which has earned a Shark Tank appearance and it's become a multi-million dollar selling product. Matt, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Jackie. I appreciate it. So there's all kinds of things going on there. And um, being an entrepreneur, I, I thought it was kind of interesting that you say that you know, you've met lots of people and they're kind of woefully um, bad at retirement planning, which yes. is you know, sort of interesting, but before we get into that, let's go back a little bit and talk a little bit about you, about uh, you know how you got where you are, why you're doing what you're doing, that sort of thing. Okay, well, um, really, I did not set out to become an entrepreneur. I had normal jobs working for marketing companies and uh, tech companies, and then in 2006, uh, the announcement came out that Google was going to be buying YouTube for $1.65 billion. And I saw that. And back in 2006, a billion dollars was real money. And I, I thought, okay, that this is one of those world changing moments and video on the web is going to become a thing. Cause back then, you know, maybe some people had a DSL line at home, but you, it was really hard to watch video at home for most of us. Cause broadband wasn't as, as ubiquitous as it is today. So I saw that announcement and I immediately, without even thinking about it, typed up a resignation letter, a 30 day resignation letter and went into my boss's office and said, Larry, I quit. And I'll, I'll, I'll work here for the next 30 days, but I'm going to start a video production company because, uh, you know, you heard the news about YouTube and he was like, yeah, you know, go for it. And so I, and I, I knew how to run a camera. I had done some video work, uh, at the company that I worked for. Um, but I was, I, I, I never got really good at it, but I knew that it was going to be a thing quit my job and uh, started a video production company. And I've been doing that 
to this day. Um, but while I was doing video production, I also, uh, as you said in my on my little bio there, I have invented things and including one product that got me on Shark Tank, I've done another couple of inventions that um, failed miserably and uh, I've done Kickstarters and I kind of ha have this I, I would maybe you could call it ADHD where I can't focus on one thing. I've got to, I, I, I mean, and I, I love to invent new products, but then I'm on to the next product. So I've got boxes of things that I've developed that just sit there because I don't, I'm not out selling them. I'm out working on my next product. So I'm, I'm not the greatest entrepreneur in the world, but, but that's kind of where I am. And, and like you said, I did get on shark tank and, and what happened with that is, after you're on Shark Tank, people start reaching out to you on LinkedIn and ask you questions. And they, and I mean, I would get immediately after I was on maybe 20 or 30 messages a week with people asking me for help on their invention or on their business or, you know, just a, a, a litany of things. And, and I like to help people if they, if they ask nicely, I'm, I'm fine with that. I've got lots of spare time. I'm, I'm happy to do it. Um, but in talking to people and I'd say, yeah, yep, let's get on the phone. And in talking to people, inevitably I, because I'm interested in retirement and I've always been for whatever reason, I would kind of ask them, you know, what's your savings plan? What, what, you know, what's, how much are you putting away as you're getting your business together or you're developing your product or whatever, how much are you saving? What, what are you doing? And, and nope, absolutely nobody was th thinking about that because all, well, I shouldn't say all, but most entrepreneurs have this notion that their business is going to fund their retirement. Mm -hmm. And the statistics say that that's just not the case, unfortunately. Um, and I don't care how successful your business is, all businesses have life cycles and chances are the business that you're doing today is not going to be successful 10 years from now, just statistically. Um, so, so you need to be planning for your retirement as you're working on your business. And so that has led me to doing what I'm doing now, which is I'm kind of in my pre-retirement phase where I only work a couple hours a week, but now I'm kind of trying to spread this message to entrepreneurs that you got to be better about retirement planning and which leads me to, to you, Jackie. To me. Yeah. Uh -huh. And that's awesome. I'm glad you, I'm glad you found me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and that's, that's really interesting. And, and I guess it's not really shocking that entrepreneurs in general don't have retirement plans because the whole, the whole focus is away from the business, the working day kind of mentality that leads to the pension plan or, or whatever that's built into that. Right. And, but I mean, without, without a little bit of common sense, you know, you're going to be lost because you're as an entrepreneur, you're not going to be able to keep working your business forever. And yeah. you know, without you there doing it, as you say, most of them aren't going to continue. I mean, it's, it doesn't make sense that it would continue. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, I mean, it's, it's just a big thing. And people also have the idea that this notion that, okay, my business is going to get so big that I'll be able to sell it, which if you're a dentist, it's, you can sell your practice. If you're a dentist, if you have a posture product or some dumb thing, like I've invented, <laughs> you're not going to be able to sell that business because it's not worth anything. And that's another trap people fall into. Yeah. 
But if you're good at inventing things and you can continue inventing a, a posture product or something else <laughs> over and over and over, then you, you've got it made. <laughs> that That's true. Uh, and I, I wish that I had a hundred percent record on my inventions because then I could kind of count on that in my future, but I have a very bad track record with my inventions <laughs> making money. So, uh, so so I've had to look for other ways to make sure that I'm going to be having my retirement funded. Kind of like an author. I mean, an author does a, a really great job and has a bestseller and obviously gets residual income from that, but doesn't guarantee the next book's going to be a bestseller. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so if you decide that, I mean, if you're, if you being an author is your business, you, you need to be saving money because that you're, you're right. There, there's not a ton of money to be made in general, in writing books. So in terms of planning for a, for a retirement as an entrepreneur, do you give advice to people? Um, I know a few people that I've talked to do give advice. And one of the biggest things they say is multiple streams of income. Right. And I do, I, I, I started a podcast to kind of talk about stuff um, related to this specifically for entrepreneurs. It, my, my podcast is not about, you know, maximizing your 401k or anything for if people with real jobs, there's a million retirement podcasts out there that exactly. can help them with their deal. I am all about entrepreneurs. And yes, I technically, I don't want to be, I don't want to say that I give advice because I'm not credentialed. And if people yeah. say, Hey, are, what makes you, what makes you, worthy of giving me financial advice. And I'll say nothing. I have no credibility as an advisor. I've got some credibility as an entrepreneur. And so that's kind of where I come from. But yeah. but I definitely do suggest having a, a side hustle. I think that that's a huge thing. And especially if you're not able to save X amount of dollars with your business, or if you're, not, uh, if you're unable to kind of automatically put away money into the, into your savings because of the feast or famine nature of most entrepreneurial pursuits, then I do suggest that, yes, you have a side hustle. And I've tried a few so that I practice what I preach and I've sold, sold stuff on Amazon that I found at estate sales. In fact, I still do that. Um, hint to people, VCRs, uh, VCRs on eBay make really good money. So if you're going to garage sales, you can find people are out there buying VCRs. In fact, I just sold one this morning that doesn't work um, f- that I, I got for free and that they were literally it, it was at a garage sale for free and it doesn't work. But someone still is paying me 20 bucks for this VCR plus shipping. Um, so that's just to test that side hustle. It's really easy to go to estate sales and flip stuff on eBay and make money. Right. right. It's really, and it's kind of fun. Um, I also did Uber driving for, I, I did it a lot. I did over 500 rides um, driving for Uber just to test that as a side hustle. And you can, in your spare time, make 500 to $1,000 a month on Uber. And and it's it's really not as bad as you might think it is. I, I was totally bracing when I first tried driving for Uber, totally bracing for condescension and, you know, mean people and being treated like a servant because, I mean, I'm a video producer, so I run a camera and we get treated like dirt. I mean, we're like, there's the janitor and then below that is the cameraman. And, uh, and I was kind of bracing for 
for to to be treated poorly but i didn't in 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 all of over 500 uber rides people were super nice and driving for uber also gave me the ability because i was doing it during the daytime i would get a lot of people who were retired who were using an uber car and so i took the, that opportunity to basically use it for to continue my research into retirement planning and exactly. learned a ton from my my passengers but anyway that was a very long answer to a short question but yes i definitely do advise people to have that side hustle um because a yes it provides valuable additional income but b you may need that side hustle as a supplement to your income when you do retire. Right. Another thing I guess that the side hustle would help with is something that you said um, in doing your research for your podcast, you've discovered that a lot of people are very bored after they retire. And that's something that that I talk about a lot in my show is that, you know, the whole idea of, of my podcast being, hey, there's a life beyond retirement is that right. you've got to find things to do. You know, you're not just going to spend the next 30 years sitting watching Netflix. Yep. That's, that's true. And, and it's, it's amazing. I heard that so many times from people. What was it like when you first retired? I would ask them that. And I got a wide range of answers, but so often people said I, it was confusing. It was boring. They, they, it was not like they had expected and they, you know, some people went and immediately after two weeks of being bored or drinking too much or playing golf every day, went and got, got a job just to keep themselves yeah. occupied. And so what I have started doing be for me personally, I discovered last year, I, I realized that my investments were making it so that I, at, when I hit 59 and a half, I'm going to be able to retire and I don't have to put any more money in based on what I've done. And I'm, I'm very fortunate for that. But so right now I'm, I am in my pre-retirement phase where I don't have to work very much. I can work a couple hours here and there and pay the bills and skate into retirement. So I'm using this time to kind of practice for retirement. And I am glad I'm doing this because I thought when I, I still have a reason to get out of bed in the morning because I, I still, you kind of do have to do a little bit of work, but I've got lots of spare time. And I, if, if, if I went today and just stopped having to work, I would, I would be bored. I, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd, I'd be fat. I, there, there's all sorts of things that I'm having to sort internally during this pre-retirement phase so that I'll be ready for retirement. And yeah, like for instance, my, my physical health, I've been walking more, but I'm not doing enough. And um, it's, I, I, I recommend to people have a, a period, have a year before you really retire and take a pre-retirement year where you still have to work part-time. And so you still have a kind of a reason to get out of bed and you've still got to, you know, make some money, but, but part-time so that you can kind of do that practice, get used to having spare time before just jumping off the cliff into full hundred percent free time. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Everybody thinks, oh, it's going to be so great when I retire and I'm going to have all this time and I'm going to golf every day, or I'm going to read those books. And, uh-huh. Only so many hours a day that you can read those books. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I mean, I, I have met people 
who can do it, who did like, for instance, my dad, when he retired, he, he, he retired at 62. He had been a, a, a corporate pilot. The day he hit 62, he quit. He never looked back and he was never bored once. He never, he never needed to figure out how to occupy himself because he had plenty of hobbies. He, you know, he bought an RV. He, he had no problems. And I, I salute him for that. But I, my personality, I got to stay busy and I am going to have to really do a lot of mental preparation for the amount of free time that retirement is going to bring. Yeah. And I think I am too. I mean, I, I do so many things right now. I've got so many things on the go that my focus is broken up. I laughed about your ADHD because I have a feeling that that's probably a problem of mine as well. <laughs> but I'm excited about the idea of retiring so that I don't have the job getting in the way of all the other things I want to do. Sure. Sure. Do you have a target date? Um, <laughs> funny you should if ask I, If that. I may ask. <laughs> sure. I mean, yesterday was my 59th birthday. And oh, congratulations. Said, Happy birthday. A year from there. Thank you. A year from that day, I'm done. So, okay. Excellent. Well, yeah. congratulations in advance and happy birthday. And are, what part of the country are you in? I'm in Canada. I'm near okay. Earth. I thought I recognized that accent. Okay. <laughs> and and it, 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 does it work similarly in Canada? Because here in the States, it's uh, 59 and a half. You can start pulling money out of your IRAs without taking a tax penalty. In Canada, is there a similar situation? Um. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I'm not a finance person either. Oh, okay. Um, we can we can contribute into our RSPs, so uh -huh. our pension plans and, right. and things, up until we're 72, I think. Um, but retirement, I think you you can start taking money out at any point, but you pay taxes on it. So like that's the penalty. Okay, gotcha. Um, so there isn't like an extra penalty on it. I don't think so, but someone's okay. going to call and tell me now that I'm wrong. And that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well here we we have an extra, if you, if you, before you're 59 and a half, if you have money in a qualified plan, like an, an IRA um, and you take it out before 59 and a half, you pay ordinary income tax plus an additional 10% penalty okay. for yeah, on top of that. So, yeah. um, so that's why I have have chosen fifty nine and a half, just because yeah. that's that's when I'll be able to to penalty free start exactly. collecting my checks. Yeah. And for us, I mean, we probably have a similar thing to you as far as uh, your social security, um, uh -huh. our our old age pension, and things. You you can start collecting at sixty or at sixty five, but if you start any earlier, they deduct a, a substantial sure. percentage. You know, okay. Early, but gotcha. So we'll see how it goes. Okay. But well, I'm letting everybody know I'm I'm done in a year. <laughs> Excellent. So, but are you still going to podcast, or or, or yeah, are you... I'm probably going to uh, um, shift the focus a, a tad to my beyond retirement and you know what's going on and that sort of thing because when I first started it, it was supposed to be. Um, geared towards, you know, my, my internal monologue about what retirement is going to be and how I'm going to prepare. And, and it kind of morphed into a bunch of other things. So, okay. So after retirement, maybe I'll take it back and I'll, you know, I'll start talking a little bit more about, you know, what retirement is really like. I think that people need that. And so yeah. I, I hope, I hope you still do it and I'll, I'll, I'm subscribed. So I'll be listening awesome. to you regardless of what, uh, what direction you take. 
Awesome. Thank you. I was actually, I was laughing because I was listening to you this um, just before I, I um, invited you in and I heard you say, you know, 59 and a half, that's when it, you know, that's when it happens. So, that, uh-huh. but it's a few years off for you. So you've got lots of time to practice. Yes. Yeah. I've got seven years, uh, one month and uh three days. So but you're not counting, but I'm not counting. <laughs> no. Yeah. I know that 363 days for me. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good feeling. It is. It is kind of. So you talk about your pre-retirement and you're, mm-hmm. you know, kind of making your way into it and, and you don't want to sort of lose your sense of purpose. Um, are you doing specific things to, to get ready for retirement or just sort of keeping your, keeping your hand in things? Well, yes, I am. I'm doing a lot. First of all, because I have this weird obsession with retirement planning, I I really thought that when I had the financial stuff dealt with, that I would stop obsessing about retirement planning. And it, it didn't happen that way. It, it, I, I, my, my obsession has continued on and I spend a lot of time reading about it. I look at the statistics. I look at uh, macroeconomics podcasts. And so I'm, I'm obsessed with this. So um, one of the things that I'm doing as I prepare in, in this, 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 uh, in this phase is that I'm, I'm kind of writing a business plan for my retirement. Oh, nice. And because I'm an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm into kind of goal setting and stuff like that. So I'm essentially taking th- a three phase approach to my retirement and writing a little, essentially just writing about what they might look like. Phase one, I call my action years. And that's going to be hopefully about the first 10 years um, when I can travel and I've got the physical capabilities and to, to a go to strange places and protect myself, but also, you know, do hikes and, you know, climb the the pyramids and all that stuff. And so I've, I've got that kind of worked out. I've got my phase two plan also sort of written out and that's what I call my settling down years. And that's when the physical toll that my age has taken on my body is going to make it so that I'm not going to want to be going out to going to Egypt and doing crazy stuff. And maybe, oh, heck, I'll, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of can envision myself maybe gardening or working in the shop and stuff like that and kind of settling down. And then I also have the phase three, which is kind of the dependent years. And, and I, I tell people, you know, even though this is really an ugly thing to, to visualize for yourself, you know, the, the possibility of long-term care, the possibility of, you know, home health, uh, people coming in and, and, you know, cleaning up after you and cleaning you. Uh, I've got that looked at as well. And um, I, I just, it, it's not pleasant to think about, but I, I look at my grandfather, I look at my father and I see, okay, I'm probably going to live well into my nineties and I'm going to need help. And I don't have kids. And nor would I expect them to, you know, clean up after me, but, um, but I've, I, I've got plans for that phase as well. And I, I recommend people just, just think of those, those three phases of your retirement and kind of write out what they look like and plan for it so that when you get there, you, you're not surprised. And, um, and I, it's, it's, and it's kind of therapeutic because there are so many unknowns. It forces you to ask the, the difficult questions and uh, it, it kind of gives you a, a, a clearer path 
that uh, you can follow when you when you do end up retiring. That's amazing. I think that's a really great idea. Um, most people don't think about their life that way at all. <clears throat> no, no, they don't. And we and we don't want to. I mean, nobody. It's it's fun to think most people that I talk to, they think about their retirement as one block of time. And that's going to be, I'm going to get in an RV and I'm going to tour the country and go to Alaska and I'm going to do this and that and this and that and this and that. Okay. Well, that's, I believe that you can do that and I salute you, but there's going to be time after that when you're not going to be able to, and it's just as important to kind of plan for that. Um, And also, you know, I I don't want to get too much into finances, but your expenses change in those three phases. And I think it's very important if, you know, if you're, if you're going to be doing a ton of travel, you, your main years are going to be probably more expensive than the settling down years. But if, if in your settling down years, you need to have a 40 acre ranch in Montana, um, in order to be happy, settled down, then your expenses might go up. And yeah. again, this this writing writing it down and visualizing what it's going to look like will help you to make your financial plans as well. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, that's a, that's really true. And as a side hustle, you could probably sell that business plan to, to people who are planning to retire. <laughs> that's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> But it's hard work and nobody wants to do it. That's, I mean, and I I have to be realistic about human nature. And when I, when I, when I started my goofy podcast, no entrepreneur wants to really hear about this stuff. And so I think that I'm going to maybe get an audience of maybe if I'm lucky, I'll end up with a thousand people that I talk to every week and that could be into this, but entrepreneurs are so bad about this stuff. Like, cause of the facts that we talked about before they're I'm not, I'm, I don't expect them to, to do these planning, you know, yeah. the plan, the phases. I don't really expect them overall to get better at saving. I just hope that I can find a few people and help them. And, and then, you know, and maybe the rest, maybe they will have that billion dollar product and their business will usher them into retirement. And in the meantime, they'll keep their blinders on forgetting, you know, just ignoring the fact that age continues to uh, chomp along. Exactly. And it, and, and it, and it chomps along logarithmically. The time goes faster, the older we get. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> That's true. I mean, I, I've been planning my retirement as well. And, you know, I'm planning the, the action years, my husband's kind of going along behind me going, but what happens when we're in our eighties, when we're in our, you know, when we need to settle down and, and yeah. sold off all our stuff and we're in Mexico, then what do we do? Uh-huh. <laughs> so I said, well, then we come back. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and that see, that's a perfect example because, because uh, my girlfriend and I, we also, we're, we're definitely planning to have geographic plan B's and plan C's. Part of that includes the Yucatan and Mexico, but we also know that we don't want to live our settling down years in a foreign country. Yeah. And so, so yeah. So after we've sold everything, we've downsized, we've done all that. We've lived abroad, you know, we've tr- seen the world. Then we got to come back here. We got to find a place to live. We got to decide where we're going to live. I mean, the, here in the States, things are changing so fast demographically yeah. 
that we don't know where we're going to want to live it, it, when we years. hit that phase. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so again, you know, kind of writing what, what it would feel like, what, what kind of a place we want to live in those settling down years and having an idea is going to make it a lot easier to say, okay, well, right now, the only place that meets those requirements is Texas or, you know, yep. insert geography here. Where, what part of Canada are you in? I'm in Ontario, just south of Ottawa. Oh, okay, cool. I, uh, what, not that this has anything to do with anything, but uh, <laughs> I was in a touring country band when I was younger and we played Thunder Bay, Ontario, um, nice. <laughs> and, uh, we, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was really, uh, this was in 1994 and Thunder Bay was a very depressed town at the time. And, um, there was a whole, the, the, the our audience was great. They were awesome and friendly, but they were hard drinking, hardworking, working class, uh, hard scrabble folks. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Northern Ontario. Uh, that's, that's what you find. Yeah, but we had a great time there. Yeah, that's it's a nice place, but uh, not a good place in the winter, I don't think. <laughs> no, no, and we were there. We, we were there actually. It was in September, that's and it was all it it wasn't bad, but Pretty. it was already cold, and yeah. the 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 lake air. It was uh, I. We were ready to go once we were done. We had a great time when we were there, but uh, we were ready to go oh, yeah. south. <laughs> yep, I can understand that. Uh huh. So do you have um, anything that you'd like to share with the listeners, any products that you're selling um, your posture now, obviously, but related maybe to your rogue retirement lounge or. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I really don't have anything to sell. The only thing that I, I really like to promote is my podcast because that's my passion project and I'm, I'm really having fun with it. So uh, it's called the rogue R-O-G-U-E, Rogue Retirement Lounge, and it's available wherever podcasts can be found. And essentially what I, what I talk about primarily is, uh, is investing type issues, but I, I cover the whole gamut as well. So um, if, you're, if you're self-employed, if you're an entrepreneur and you're interested in retirement, that uh, it's the podcast for you. Um, but like I say, in reality, most entrepreneurs are so bad about retirement planning. I, uh, I, I just want to convert a few. Well, hopefully, hopefully you'll get more than a few. I mean, I think if they think about it, entrepreneurs know that they're bad about retirement, bad about planning. Maybe it's something that will uh, catch on. I mean, I don't know why it wouldn't. They, they need to plan at some point. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Ignore it forever. (laughs) That's true. And, and, you know, when I, as, as a serial entrepreneur, I've, I've probably read, I don't know, maybe 50 business books on, you know, how, how to, how to do entrepreneurship. I've, I've been to the seminars. I've bought the, the online programs the marketing programs in all of the research that I've done on business, not one book program seminar I've been to mentioned the word retirement, not one. And and, and they don't want to, like, if you, if you go to buy a program from Dean Graziosi on how to start a business, he's never going to talk about uh, retirement because he, it, it's in their best interest to make you think that your business is going to be your retirement. And um, so, so yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a hole in the market there for us entrepreneurs and hopefully I can fill it and uh, help some get, get better about their retirement planning. Yeah, I hope so too. 
Well, thanks very much, Matt. It's been great talking to you. I think you've opened up a few eyes probably. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, you know, Jackie, I really appreciate it. I think this, I think your podcast is really helping a lot of people and, uh, keep up the good work. And I hope that you do continue when you do retire, because I, I think you're, what you're sharing is important and uh, people I think can get a lot from it. So keep it, oh, keep well, it going. And, and again, happy, happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks very much. And that's it for this episode of beyond retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. To check out the video interviews, please go to my YouTube channel at bit.ly forward slash beyond retirement. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash beyond retirement. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any new episodes.